When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The number one relief pitcher, according to the Shredder, is Liam Hendricks. Hendricks turning his career around, comes off back-to-back years now at a new, higher level of performance. Last year in the short season, he had 37 strikeouts, only three walks in 25-plus innings, all with a 1.78 ERA. Hendricks is entering his age 32 season, and he has turned himself into the number one player at his position. All righty, yeah. So the White Sox just uh, just added the best relief pitcher in all of baseball, and it's a former twin, Liam Hendricks. So we'll talk about that on a Twins Tuesday. And also, we're bringing back one of our fun segments from the old radio show days, Ask Mackie and Judd. We're going to bring that back on Tuesday. So if you if you have questions about literally anything, anything at all, it could be sports, could be a Judd's home lifestyle, it could, it could be anything, you can send us those questions via Twitter, at Phil Mackie, at Jay Zolget, at Dex's Tweets, and we will stockpile them for Tuesdays. Um, and uh, Dex reviews today. We do. Potential Vikings quarterback of the future. We'll talk about all sorts of things today, but uh, let's shout out Federated Mutual Insurance Company here, a partner of the Mackey and Judd Show and Purple Daily for a number of years. And as a business owner, if you're out there listening, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips, industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success? That's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. MyShield has resources to help your business with all sorts of things related to risk management, safety training and videos, customizable risk management plans, workplace posters, employee handbook builders, and much, much more. Find out more about MyShield by going to federatedinsurance.com or by downloading the app. Uh, you can also just talk to your Federated Insurance marketing representative today. Contact information at federatedinsurance.com. At Federated, it's always our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Jones flips it to him. Devontae headed for the end zone. And Alabama back on top. First and goal, Jones on the run, and it's just too easy for Devontae Smith. Jones steps up right down the middle of the field. It's touchdown. Devontae Smith cannot be stopped. A truly special performance by the Heisman Trophy winner. All right, boys, before we get into our Twins Tuesday discussion. Well, that's going to be fun. My God. Really like what the Twins are doing. Crickets. Crickets. Makeover is fantastic. 
118. The, meanwhile, the White Sox just adding flamethrowers, just sprinting down the backstretch. Yeah, the Twins' aggressiveness has just been great this winter. Dex will review a potential future Vikings quarterback. Rumor has it Randy and Cottage Grove oh. went on an eHarmony date hey, recently. Good for him. So we'll talk to him. We'll wrap with Ricey. <laughs> Would not think of that he'd be an e harmony guy, but uh, I look forward to hearing. You know, you know what? I, I think should, he's banned from demographic. some of the other ones. Yeah, really. Farmer, farmers only. I feel like put a put a blockade on Christian him. Mingle. Yeah, I think he's yeah. out on that one too. He's out on that one. He too. doesn't have Christian values. No. Oh no, really? Join the club. Yep. Now Parler's gone too, so he can't be on right. that. Well, that's yeah. less of a dating site, but I'm sure some people used it as a dating site. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> Sneak into your DMs. This is America, 2021. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, hey, man. hey, we like a lot of the same in, stuff here at Parler. Instead of instead of sneaking into the DMs like Declan does and saying "You up? You up?" You just sneak in and say "America, America, America. yeah, America." Insurrection, yeah. but. Uh, we have a very uh, important question to pose off the top of the show after watching that snooze fest of a national championship <laughs> game last night. No, yeah. Does college football suck as much as I think it does right now? Um, it's unwatchable. Let me break this down into two parts, okay? Because Judd likes to wake up on a fall Saturday and go downstairs and flip on the multitude of college football games. And I enjoy that. So that does not suck. Does the college football postseason suck? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, that game that game last night was the poster child for everything that's wrong with this sport. Number one, the game itself. I don't care if it's the greatest game of all time. It's way too long. This halftime thing has to be cut. This is 2021. Our attention spans are shot. What are you doing? And and just Keep in mind, the last time that I complained about halftime, I was told it's for the band so they can play because the band, okay, the bands, <laughs> the care. bands did also weren't at the game last night. Listen, okay, it does take a while to warm up the horn section. Okay, Just, okay, I have former trombonist, but, yeah, it, it but those those have some respect, those yeah. young people were all left at home because of COVID. Okay, well, so we didn't have bands. We didn't have bands last night. The time of these college football games is ridiculous, and that's true all year long. But, yes, college football, as far as the predictability, as far as who's going to be good, the the National Football League, I think, is worthy of criticism because they try to sell uh, parity as this great thing when it means a lot of really average to below average games, I think. But that being said... At least when a National Football League playoffs Sunday starts, you really do have questions about who is going to win the majority of games. Right, Phil? Yes. Like you start a day saying, I think the Seahawks will beat the Rams, but I'm not sure. And then, lo and behold, the Rams win. That game last night was just another example of the predictability of the teams, of how the game is going to go. So, yes, college football does stink, and I see that the people are now. In fact, I think uh, I think Scoggins wrote a column in Star Tribune about this today. Are jumping on what I said a few years back, which is I think the college football playoff needs to be expanded just to involve more teams and sometimes new teams. I want you guys to go first, but gents, I think we're beyond that. I have a way to fix this sport. Okay. Mr. Pixon, right. put, put a pin put, in you that. You guys go first. Another buzz phrase from 2020. 
put a pin in that. We'll circle back. Circle back. In a second here. We'll go offline for now, though, okay? Yeah. Let's take this offline. Yep. So I love also waking up on Saturday morning, and even as disappointing as the Gopher football team has largely been in my lifetime outside of, like, a small handful of seasons, I love the anticipation of Gophers games, and I love going down two, three times a year and hitting the tailgate lots and having a good time, day drinking. Like, I love... I love bellying up at a bar on a Saturday when COVID's not raging and watching college football games. And so I think as I as I talk this through, I love the college football lifestyle, if you will. The I love pageantry. I love the vibe of it. I agree. I love the yeah, the pageantry is a great word. And I love a lot of the competition and the games in the non-playoff realm. Like like a big game in November with a trip to the Big 10 championship game on the line like I love that but I don't love that Clemson and Alabama and then like LSU every five years and Ohio State I don't love that like five teams have just monopolized half of the NFL players and then even among those five teams there's a gap like Ohio State is in that group of five but they're not the same as Alabama Mm -hmm. and it kind of depends on year to year right like Clemson is in that group but they weren't the same as LSU last year And so it's almost become just like entirely too top heavy to be interesting at the highest level. But when all the other teams are playing and competing, it's it's sort of fun and it's it's flawed enough. You don't have like twelve NFL players, you know, among the the defensive and offensive starters. And so and some people are saying, well, you know, UConn's dynasty in women's basketball, and when like when women's basketball has been so top heavy over the years, and it's Tennessee, it's been UConn Tennessee like ten years ago. UConn and Notre Dame and you know maybe another school that puts women's basketball on the map because now it's like whoa well, look what Gina REM is doing and I would say for a sport that had zero attention on it 20 years ago a dynasty helps give it attention yeah college football has all the attention it needs we want it to be more fun to watch and competitive so I don't know what the fix is Judd has a fix for it um if you made it an 18 playoff or a 16 team playoff it would be fun leading up to the point where Alabama slaughters everybody. Right. Like that's the problem. Like exactly. The, the 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 four seed versus the five seed. That's a fun game. Yeah. The six versus the three. That's a pretty fun game. Alabama versus anybody is not a fun game. So coming up next, it's the it it's Alabama against Liberty. Just wait for this exciting upstart Liberty team to take on Alabama. It's fifty six. Nothing after one quarter. We'll be back after this. Yeah. So you're right. Well, let me add one more thing, too, because I, I think a lot of people are going to say, well, Mackie, aren't you a big NBA fan? That's kind of hypocritical if you love the NBA and the predictability of the NBA. And the NBA playoffs have been largely predictable, especially like when you know that LeBron, Wade, and uh, Bosh are on a team together. But the NBA sort of changes. You don't have like the Miami Heat for 20 right. years just running roughshod over the entire league. Exactly. And I would even argue now, now that, like, obviously the Lakers are the team to beat, but there's like five or six teams. The Heat made it to the finals. The NBA has has become a little bit less leaning toward, like, well, the Warriors are just going to win 100 games. It's not the same the team year after year after year. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, you look at the teams that have won or have competed in the national championship game since the playoffs started seven years ago. Alabama or Clemson have been in every single one of the games except for the first one. It's 28 teams and, and like 21 have been repeats, right? Yep. So it's it's, it's Al- ridiculous. Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. Yep. Let me see here. So there's there's been 14 if you take the 7 years 
times two teams each of the seven years. That's 14 slots in the national championship game, okay? Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson occupy one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of the 14 <laughs> spots occupied yes. by Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State. Yes. LSU last year, Oregon the first year got beat, yep. and then Georgia in 2018 so here's what are the gets only me, three other slots. So if that's if that is going to be the case, at a minimum, I I need consistently close games, right? We don't get those. Like we, we did like four years ago. Yes, but I mean, the you know, if you look at the average margin of victory in the college football playoff, including all of the playoff games, it's ridiculous at times. So at least give me really give me three, if nothing else. Three super compelling games, yeah. like really close, hard fought, but they're not. Or give me the Gophers. <laughs> you know, if the, if the Gophers got no shot. If the Gophers want to get beat by fifty by Alabama, I will happily take your, that slap on the ass. Your team's got no shot. <laughs> um, so here's my fix, though, because I don't think expanding the playoff actually fixes the problem. Because Phil's right. Okay, it's an expanded playoff. It's been great fun, and now and now. Cincinnati has snuck through to play Clemson, and now it's a 50-point game. Um, I think college football needs not a salary cap, which probably could help too, but they need a scholarship cap that goes down to including five stars and four stars. Where you, Who, who's the official Raider, though? Is it where you only yeah. get? Well, this is going to have to be. Look, I, I am embarking. I am embarking on <laughs> just high level ideas. These I, are high, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. high level ideas. I am throwing out to you the committee an idea that that hit me moments ago. But expanding the playoff does not fix the ultimate problem, which is how do we get to the game last night and, for the most part, make sure it's damn good, right? So my point being, though, is what's the problem? Bama basically goes and gets every kid that they want. It needs to be capped at some point. We, we need to disperse talent because there's still good programs. I'm I'm not disabling yeah, just, just Ohio draft. State. There should be a draft. Well, that's Can you fine. Just draft we, high school players. That's fine too. That's, that'd be awesome. Yes. yes. Oh my god. That's fine too. But but my point is, we need to at least have a fighting chance to disperse talent of players. Through more programs. Well, I mean, a draft would be hilarious because then it would just be a professional league at that point. Yeah. But it, it so is listen, anyway. We don't Fine. care where your what your family situation is, kid. We don't care what you want to major in. Uh, you're drafted. Mm. You're drafted by Texas Tech, and they don't have the program that How you about want. Trades? But that's okay. Trades too. It would be amazing. I can't, but I these are also eighteen year old kids too. I don't care. I I can't <laughs> play no there, mom them. and dad. Well, that's fine because we're going to force you, Jimmy, to force a trade from Mister <laughs> Saban's Alabama team. Here's here's something amazing on the recruiting front. I'm looking at the 2021 college football recruiting rankings according to 247sports.com. Predictably, for 2021, Alabama and Ohio State are the top two recruiting schools. Clemson's fourth behind Georgia. LSU's fifth. Like it's, yes. it's for people that say, well, recruiting's a crapshoot. Well, it's kind of a crapshoot, but if you happen to get like forty five star recruits on your roster over a four year period, five might flame out, and that's fine. You still have thirty five. Right. Like so, Alabama. Just to put this into context, the Gophers, a power five school, and I would even say like they've emerged over the years with with Glenn Mason and Jerry Kill and and PJ Fleck. It's been it's been at least 20 years since the Gophers have been an embarrassment, right? Like the Gophers have been competitive, hmm. not 
Bruce, top end. Brewster, so 15 years. Probably. Okay, Brewster was an embarrassment. On the field, yeah. You're right. Brewster, Brewster gave a four-year embarrassment. But, like, of the last 20 years, 15 have been yeah, okay. respectable enough. They're going to bowl games. Yeah, they're not joking. They're popping up once in a while, like, going to a New Year's bowl game a couple times. Mm-hmm. And so the Gophers are, they're not a doormat anymore. They're a competitive Power 5 school. They never get five-star recruits. Correct. Period. Like, I don't remember them ever getting and a five-star four-stars are hard to get. If the Gophers in a year get a four-star recruit or two, it's like a big year in recruiting for the Gophers. I think PJ... Let's see here. I think the Gophers might have. So PJ has actually recruited for 2021 five four-star guys. Okay, that's a huge Which year. is like the biggest recruiting year ever. It's they're, they're ranked 27th in recruiting and commits but how do for we, next year. How do we balance this out is my question. Because that's, I don't care about the schools and I don't care about the kids. I care about me as a fan. Well, here to your, like It's a big business here. So don't give me, well, he's 18. I don't care. If you choose to play Division One college football, you are entering my world. So to your point about balance, okay? So keep that number in mind. The Gophers have, have five four-star recruits for the first time, I think, ever in the history of the program that I can remember. Alabama has seven five-star recruits going into next year yep, and 15 four-star recruits. Yeah. That's absurd. No, but it, that's the, but therein lies the they, problem. They don't even entertain three and two-star recruits. Like those guys, those guys are just there to like fill out the water boys, the, the practice squad or whatever it would be called in college football. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I short, short of literally just turning it into a minor league and saying, all right, well, um, we're going to make this more fair across the board, across the Power Five. I don't know how you can pre- prevent somebody from wanting to go to the the MIT of football and, schools, right? Well, yeah, but I would just like I would like to see a draft or rules. And, and before anybody says you can't do that, keep in mind, okay? As far as the big business of college sports and football in particular go, last night we completed a season in which they essentially force these teams and these kids to play through a pandemic, okay? We can do whatever we want to them. Like, this is not a, that is an unethical thought, Judd. We just had these guys essentially, while the majority, I believe, of colleges throughout the, uh, throughout the country are having their kids learn from home, we just had the majority of these young men show up on a daily basis to practice and then play football, Okay. So don't tell me there's nothing that can be done. Yes, there is. We need to find a way, though. That This doesn't mean that Bama can't be r- really good. It does mean that at some point in time, the list that Phil just gave us of five-star and four-star recruits really should be dispersed more to other teams throughout the country. They, they, I mean, Alabama literally has, and, and we've seen it with, like, like Jalen Hurts, is a starting NFL quarterback. I don't know what's going to happen now that Doug Peterson's gone. Like now they basically have two guys to figure it out. And Jalen Hurts was just relegated to the bench at Alabama yeah. because they had a better quarterback. Yep. He was like maybe the third best quarterback in the country and he's just on the bench. They literally have four and five star guys that are just backups because they don't have enough room to play them. Mm-hmm. So the moral of the story is college football sucks at the highest levels right now, even though it's wildly talented. But that's why we're here to fix it, Phil. Sure. This show fixes Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. That's the worst idea you've ever had. You've had some bad ideas. That's the worst one. <laughs> okay, other things to fix. Let's get to Twins Tuesday here. Well, wait, what's wrong there? I mean, nothing's going on. How can something be wrong? Oh, things are going on. <laughs> things are going on, just not with the Twins. 
Last night, news came across. Liam Hendricks, and by the way, if you've been just a casual baseball fan, and maybe you followed the Twins like 10 years ago, and you're like, wait a second, uh, did my audio glitch? Did my did my earbuds just buzz out there for a second? Did you say Liam Hendricks? Liam Hendricks has become one of the top three or four relievers in all of baseball over the last couple of years. He's in his early 30s now. He now throws 100 miles an hour and has posted ERAs below two. Hmm. And he just signed a $54 million contract. It's kind of a weird contract, but it's $54 million over four years, right? Yes. With the Chicago White Sox to be their new closer. The White Sox also earlier this offseason made a trade for another former twin, who we sort of laugh at, Lance Lynn, who's been great with every team except the Twins. Classic. And uh, and he was, he's 33 years old. Uh, he was with the Rangers last year. So the White Sox have bolstered the rotation. They've added one of the best relief pitchers in all of baseball. And they have one of the best groups of young players in all of baseball emerging into their primes right now. And the Twins are still waiting on Nelson Cruz to decide if there's a DH in the National League. How mad at the Twins should we be right now? For their, Now, they signed Josh Donaldson, I think, later in January last year. Yeah. And they traded for Kenta Maeda. Yeah, like, they make moves later sometimes. Yeah. But this is sort of frustrating to watch the White Sox, I think, become the clear-cut favorites in this division by being aggressive. So I, I didn't see that there must have been a memo of some sort issued during uh, the past few weeks or past few months regarding the fact that if your team name is not the Padres, uh, the White Sox or the Mets, that that you simply can't make moves that improve your team. Um, I don't know if mad is the right word. I I think if you're a Cleveland fan and and just saw Lindor traded to the Mets, I think you're probably disappointed and mad. I think if you're a Twins fan, you're probably just a little bit perplexed as as to why you, you can't go out and work out a deal with Cruz. Like, I understand that because of the pandemic, the odds of the Twins going out and signing a deal like the White Sox did with Hendricks is probably not going to happen. I can rationalize that one. But, I mean, Nelson Cruz is there. He liked playing here. You you would think that they could work out a one or, heck, two-year contract, right? Mm-hmm. So, I guess when it comes to the Twins, I am, I'm not necessarily mad. I'm a little bit more perplexed. But this is also just, and this goes aside from, again, the Padres, the White Sox, and the Mets. This is also just such a terrible look as far as nothing going on. You know, we don't know the rules. We don't know who's going to be playing for whom. We we saw that Manfred came out yesterday and talked about, well, we're still planning on starting spring training in February and playing 162. Um, And I say back to that. So who cares at this point in time? So I'm just more uh, perplexed and befuddled by the fact that a team like the Twins, which is coming off back-to-back division titles, Phil, but has lost 18 consecutive playoff games, just seems to be standing there and saying, we'll do something eventually. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of torn here because the offseason isn't over. Um, I don't think we're going to have time for a Mackie baseball rant today because we have other things we're going to get to. But there's a Buster Only article that will still be relevant for next week's Twins Tuesday that says a slow, cold offseason could get even slower and colder Mm. because 
teams didn't bring in as much revenue, and some of the teams that would have spent anyways have already filled some of their holes. And so I get that there's kind of a standoff here. But Jim Polad went on the record with the Star Tribune earlier this offseason, and he was asked about payroll, and he said, I'm paraphrasing here, he said he didn't think that there was going to have to be, like that, it, the, that the losses in revenue weren't going to have a drastic impact on payroll. So the Twins right now, according to Spotrack.com, are tied up for looks like about $80 million. And then if you add in, I can't tell if they're adding in the minimum wage, quote unquote, players are not here. And that kind of affects the math. But anywhere between like 80 and 90 some million dollars they're tied up in. They spent $140 million before the pandemic on that team last year. And then it got prorated down because they only played like 58 games or whatever it was. So I have two questions. One, are you going to spend money up to a certain point? I get that you probably have to come down from 140 because you didn't have any fans in the stands last year. So I, I get that reality. You're not just going to lose $50 million. Like people can debate that all they want. Well, they're billionaires. Well, but they run businesses and there's no such thing as a professional sports owner that just takes losses year after year. Like that's the reality. So on one hand, are you guys just not going to, just, are you, are you waiting for Nelson Cruz? Like what, what, what are you willing to spend? But if the answer on that front is not very much, to be honest, okay, well, you have a ton of prospects you could trade from a bin of, and Blake Snell was out there as a playoff caliber ace, right? And cheap, too. It makes $11 million a year. Relatively very cheap. There are trades to be made, I would think. And I, I and, and so I get that there are circumstances preventing teams financially from doing what they ordinarily would have done and from doing what the Twins did last winter, which is go get... Josh Donaldson for $100 million. Yep. So I get that. But on the other side, you have a chance to do something with this core. Like you keep winning divisions and you keep, and I'm going to go back 20 years, like, cause there's been different iterations of this same thing. You win divisions. You've got a great young nucleus. A lot of it's homegrown. And maybe you've supplemented here and there with a trade or free agency. And you just need like that one thing to get you over the top. And the Twins always get to that point in the game, whether it's Terry Ryan, Bill Smith, or Derek Falvey and Thad Levine, who I love those guys as front office uh, operators, and they always stop short. Once they get to that point in the game, they always fold their hand. Don't do that anymore. Make an aggressive move. The White Sox are doing it. I get they have more payroll flexibility because it's Chicago and it's a bigger market, more TV revenue, but you guys... You have a chance to do something here. Don't just sit on your hands this offseason. I'm more mad at baseball. My ire right now is is reserved for the sport. I'm more mad. Like, if it was just the Twins, that's fine, and it, we could debate it, and we could discuss it. But Rob Manfred, at every turn, and I mean, this is not obviously breaking news, at every turn has screwed the pooch here. And I mean, again, here we sit. Like, I can't... I can't necessarily get mad at one team when the entire sport is basically like, well, we got through 60 games last year and we'll we'll figure it out again and and the the uh you know, the agreement with players is coming up before 2022 and that has not been broached yet and we I am more mad at the entire sport and how it's being run and in particular how again, a sport that we all love is being run into the ground. That pisses me off way more than anything to do with the Twins. Me too. And I, All right, well, since you cut open that vein, this is the article from Buster Only. 
ESPN.com. Uh, it's an insider article, so it's exclusive paid content I'm going to give you right here, mm. everybody. That's right. I'm letting you borrow my login for this segment. So he says, he, he sort of lays out. Mac Daddy? Password Mac Daddy? Uh, yes, with, a, with an at Mac sign Daddy for the A. 69, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Six nine six nine. I had to change it, make it a little bit harder to break into. Uh, at the contractual rate of roughly a million dollars a start, Garrett Cole is in line to make twenty million dollars by August if baseball has a full season. So it says a lot about how slow this off season has been. That two and a half months into this winter, there has been exactly one free agent signing of a major league baseball veteran worth twenty million dollars. Think about this though. There is an industry-wide suspicion that the slow and cold free agent market is about to go sub-zero, even slower, because of who has been involved in the biggest deal so far and the choices that were made in those trades. And so they're looking at some of the teams that have made trades and say, well, they've already fixed their needs, and so they're not going to spend money. Uh, Trevor Bauer, Jake Odorizzi, George Springer, JT Realmuto, DJ LeMahieu, just to name a few. Nelson Cruz should be on this list. Those are all guys sitting out there that should be big money free agents. So here's the problem. Number one, baseball, and it's not just a pandemic thing, because baseball is going to say, I mean, we took such a bath. We, we rely on ticket sales and all these things um, that, that we're not bringing revenue in last year. And so what do you, what do you want us to do? We're not going to just like take a $50 million loss as a franchise. And I get that. But the NBA took a bit of a bath last year. The NFL took a huge bath with ticket sales. They have bigger TV deals than, than baseball does. And I guarantee you, once the NFL league year starts, those free agents are going to pop off the board. Of course, those guys are going to, you know why? Because they have a salary cap and they have a salary floor. And so and, and the NBA has both too. You have to spend a certain amount of money and then you can only spend so much. There's framework. And so even if that framework comes down, like the NFLs might come down, Everybody knows what the top free agents roughly are supposed to make. Baseball has been a wild, wild west in this area forever, for decades. There's never been a salary cap. And I don't think you can have a hard salary cap like you do in other sports because baseball is so dependent on local revenue. The Yankees would say, wait a second, we bring in $600 million. The Rays bring in 100 Yeah, but that's the key. Why should we have to subsidize them, right? That's yeah. what they would say. Yeah. So they have to figure all this out, but baseball needs to come up with some framework, whether it's like individual player framework caps, so that we're not going to sit here and have a Trevor Bauer staring contest until April. That's what's going to happen. Bauer's going to sit there and say, well, I'm a $30 million pitcher. And the owners are going to say, well, you were before the pandemic. And Bauer's like, you're still billionaires, and you're going to fill the seats at some point. And the owners are going to be like, Nana nana boo boo. Yeah, we're not gonna. Yeah, and they're just gonna stare at each other. Exa- yes. There needs to be framework, and and not only does there need to be framework for those reasons, there needs to be framework if you want your off season to be an entertaining content hook for young people. What's the most fun thing about the NBA? The off season and player movement and rumors and James Harden and all this stuff. July first. Baseball doesn't have that. I mean, it, it it does once in a while when Pujols ten years ago signs a big deal in December yeah, or whatever it was. Cha- but, that's changed now. Yeah. So end rant, but it just no, infuriates exactly right. me that baseball doesn't focus on fixing these but, things. But baseball, my problem is I, I genuinely don't think baseball cares that much about what ails it. I don't think they get it. I don't think that that they have a commissioner who is committed to fixing that. Baseball has a commissioner who's committed to serving the people who employ him. Mm-hmm. 
the owners. And that is Manfred's day-to-day goal. And and his goal, I guarantee you, Phil, his goal is going to be when, when the CBA expires in one year, his goal is going to be to win and beat up on the Players Association as much as he can. And we're going to have a lockout or we're going to have a strike. But the point is, when the end goal is not to make the game as accessible and as fun and, and as as relevant in today's terms as possible, yeah. you've got problems. Yep. You've got problems. And and my guy Bettman's, I don't think, very good, but he is a visionary compared to what baseball is doing right wow. now. He That's, is a yeah. visionary. I mean, seriously, na- na- name me one thing that Manfred's done that has been done for the good of the game yeah. that's still in place. You know what? So I, I just wrote a list of three things, and, I, and I'll cross-reference it with your Bettman take there. The hot take police, by the way, are going to sit on their hands for this one. Yeah. I don't think you're. I don't think it's a hot take. Insert joke about police sitting on their hands. But say, there's a lot. There's a lot of places we could go with that. They're opening the doors for me at the National Hockey League. Jeez. So they've evacuated the fans. The, like, like this is this is sort of like the thirty thousand foot. If you're diagramming a blueprint for a professional sports league to succeed from from as big picture as you can, you need an you need an entertaining playoff system. That is just gripping, right? Like that—that's your main event. You need your playoff system to be entertaining in some way. Okay. You need the regular season games to be entertaining and watchable, so that you're not just like flying in for a game or two here and there, but that you're like regularly watching games and those are entertaining. And then you need an off season that's really entertaining. That's how you really own a sports calendar. And if you go down the hockey checklist, playoffs, wildly entertaining, right? Yes. It's like one of the most fun tournaments. Best part of the sport. It's, Easily. it's unpredictable. A lot of the series, because the, because the teams are so closely matched, go six and seven games. And you get these overtimes of just like the game could end at any time. And hockey's not my favorite sport or my favorite playoff, but like it is wildly entertaining. And the playoffs hook casual fans more than maybe any other sport ratio-wise. Regular season games. Well, Gary Bettman at some point said, you know what would make these regular season games more fun? Let's end them quicker, and let's put a shootout on the end, and let's create a point system that clusters the teams together more by giving a moral victory point. And we can debate whether that should should take place or not, but he has made the regular season more entertaining by keeping more teams in the hunt for a playoff spot. And again, like you guys might fight me on that, but it's more entertaining. But the games are fun, too. Yep. And then the offseason, well, I mean, it's just a barrage of signings. It's, it's just like the NBA. In, in one five-day period when free agency opens, it's like bang, 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 yeah. trades, free agents, right? Let's use that same checklist for baseball. Okay. Offseason, total dud. Oh, awful. The winter meetings used to be the place where all these deals got done. And it used now, to be a great hot stove. And now it's like negotiations drag on. It's, a, it's like a five-month just absolute death march. And then, you know... Bryce Harper signs the third week in spring training or something. Yep. Like there's, there's not like a week of flurry activity. Oh my God, the Twins made all their moves there's in a nothing, week. There's nothing, right? No. Like there's basically nothing. There's just sporadic signings I mean, and trades for five on months. On the Monday night of the National Championship uh, college football game, a guy signs. It's not an event. No. It needs to be an event. But it's just arbitrary, hey, on Thanksgiving night, somebody signed. Yes. Like in the NBA and the NHL, free agency takes place about the same time. It's like the first or second week in July. And so, and maybe they lucked their way into this, but they said, well, 
What else is happening the first or second week in July? Nothing. In fact, baseball is taking a break the mm-hmm. second week in July. Mm-hmm. What if we put our our most fun off-season thing, make it an event, make it one week basically, and 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 it's one week because everyone knows what the structure is, right? Guys are just going to sign. Right. Uh, so by having structure, you make it an event, and it's one week, and it's super fun, and, and it helps people. Basketball brilliantly floats things. They do. Like yes. they spend a ton of time they love, they lean calling Woj and be, being like, this might not happen, but. Yes, they lean into really it. really smart because fans love that stuff. Yep. We love that. 100%. Um, and then, uh, so baseball, off season, it's a dud. Yep. Regular season, the game, like extra inning games pop up once every week or two, and you don't know when they're going to end. The games take three and a half hours. Um, I, I do like some of the things they were experimenting with. Runner on second base to start extra innings. Put a DH in both leagues, which Judd might fight, but like we're appealing to the masses here. What's going to make these games more fun? Make them snappier. Put a DH in instead of a pitcher hitting, and just they've got a lot of work to do on that front. I would say also make the games, make your sport the most accessible sport on smartphones. There should be no issues with like, can we get Fox Sports North or not on YouTube TV? Like, I should just be able to watch a Twins game anywhere I want on any device at any time with no barriers to entry. They should just make it widely available. Agreed. It's a sport that's on every single night. I should just be able to be at a restaurant, boom, pop my phone up. Well, you can if you're subscribed to Xfinity. I mean, like, make it available right. to anybody, right? One-touch shopping. Yep. And then the third thing, playoffs entertaining. I love the baseball playoffs, but I would love them more if they had a one-week wild-card playoff tournament, like a must-watch. Every game is urgent. Every game is a do-or-die and then you get into like the the second and, and and third rounds, and then the World Series round. But like even make that more of an event too. And instead, they're they're just they're doing the same thing they were doing twenty years ago and fifty years ago, just with a couple more teams. And they're basically running right into the heart of football season too. So like you can see these three things: off season, regular season, playoffs. How are you maximizing them? The NHL is doing a better job of maximizing yes, my those guy three things. I, supposedly, spring tra- training is about to start. Supposedly. And right now, we do not know what the playoff rules or structure would be oh, for the ridiculous. season. That's amazing. For the season, you you would have teams taking the field in Arizona and Florida to begin preparing to hopefully make a playoff system that they don't know how it's going to go. Yep. They don't even know at this point in time how many teams would be allowed in that playoff system. Yep. Think about that I for know. a second. And you know, and and like the fact that you had these things last year too, universal DH and a runner on second base that were pretty exciting and. At, like the runner on second base to me to start extra innings, it adds some must watch because you, you're kind of thinking, oh, this game's going to end. This game could end at any time. A base hit to the outfield. Yeah, ends the game, yes, right? it was fun. A wild pitch. And strategy, the game. too. Yep. It caused strategy. And so you kind of stumble into this. Yeah. And instead of saying, yep, instead of universally everyone saying, yep, you know what? I know that old school fans are going to kind of bristle at this, but this makes the game more urgent and fun. Yep. They can't even agree on that. It's so, so let dumb. Let me give you the dumbest, the, the dumbest of the dumb. It's this. This is great, by the way. The this Nas- is very therapeutic. This is the stupidest thing. The National League DH. Everybody, for the most part, wants it, right? The people that own the team, the players, for sure, because c- it, it creates way more valuable jobs. So they all agree, let's do it. And then Manfred and the owners come back to the Players Association and said, yeah, but if we're going to give you more jobs... We need something back. And the players are like, well, hold hold on a second. You want this, right? And they're like, oh, yeah. 
But we need We're not some, give it to but you, we need something back. <laughs> I mean, what you're getting back is a better product, more excitement. Yes. Fans like it. I, I mean, I will say this. How do you explain to a teenage baseball fan? Okay, here's the deal. The National League and American League. They're both in the major leagues. But they have a different set of rules as to who hits. But why is that, Uncle Judd? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like this would be like if the if the conferences in football had a different offensive sets. Okay. In the National Football Conference, there is no running back allowed. And five downs. And five downs. But in the American Football Conference, it's four downs and a running back. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But the, but the owners and players both want this. And the owner's default is, yeah, but to do it, we need something back. Yeah. Rob Manfred is <laughs> as, as many flaws as Bud Selig had. And Bud Selig had a lot of flaws because he essentially oversaw the most stained era in baseball history. But you know what? It was the most fun era in baseball history. Rob Manfred is the is without hyperbole the worst major four leagues commissioner of my lifetime. He is, and most of it's just because of his complete inaction and his complete lack of innovation. in 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 2020, he started the year. This is before all this stuff. He started the year by not suspending the key players involved in. I would say the like. You can talk about the Black Sox scandal from 100 years ago where they were throwing games and stuff. Like, the Black Sox were, I think they threw the World Series so another team could win it, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, for, yes. The Houston Astros cheated their way to their own World Series championship and and cost a couple pitchers jobs along the way that otherwise maybe would have been major leaguers. And those guys didn't get suspended. Like, so he started the year. Before all these other ridiculous mishaps, he promised with, them they wouldn't be suspended if they they would rat out people. Yes, so that was very therapeutic. I'm, but uh, that but that's why I'm pissed off. Yeah, like they, it's hard for me to get upset at the Twins when the entire sport makes me want to puke. Yeah, make baseball fun, make baseball fun again, and and stop cater, stop being so nervous about losing the old traditional fan. Like you know what, the old traditional fan's going to watch baseball still. They're going to watch baseball. Just still. get your act together. It's not even fun to me. It's just get your act together. Have a plan. Don't don't want a rule and then fight it if you don't get exactly uh, back what you want back. Randy in Cottage Grove. Uh, when were you uh, you born? If you said he was the worst guy uh, in your lifetime, yeah, I was uh, born in 1985 myself. Okay, so you don't remember uh, Tagliabue? I do remember Paul Tagliabue. He was he was awful. He, he watered down the game. I mean, did he? I mean, Paul Tagliabue. Football been pretty successful, right? Was the commissioner yeah, of watered a, it down. I mean, some of those, some of these, these, these wuss, you know, kind of rules that they got their start in his his era. As far as like, you know, what how you can and can't hit. You know, it used to be a tough game. You know, Tagliabue just kind of <laughs> started that whole water it down thing. Concussion guy, huh? Hmm. Randy, I, I I said you're a concussion guy. I've had a couple. I want not from football. I won from uh, softball. I won hmm. from bowling. That's surprising. Um, but uh, softball. Uh, you, you, know, you want you want to make. Uh, speaking of softball, you want to make you know baseball a little more exciting. Take a look at some of the guys, kind of at the highest level of uh, you know the softball. They they got a lot of flair. 
they, 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 they're, they're not just flipping bats. They're chucking them. Um, matter of fact, uh, we, we got a guy on our, our team who does the, uh, it's kind of a more younger thing than, than me. It's like the crotch chop. Oh, the degeneration X? X crotch chop. Yeah, huh? If he hits a tater, he, he'll take a little look at, take a, he'll watch it first off. Yeah. Break yeah. it down. Break it, yeah. And then take a look at the other bench and, and you know, if, if, you, if you've been there before, you don't round the bases. You touch first, you go back to the bench. You know, when I when I used to play softball for uh, for a couple of years out of college, and then I retired, I believe with a uh, a seven fifty softball batting average. One of the Good one of the you. great. You didn't retire. You ever. quit on your yeah. team because right, I retired. You got mad at I your retired. team. I, I you bat seven fifty. You you might want to dust it off. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. I know. It's all right. Yeah. So uh, I w- I would walk up to the plate. I would walk up to the plate with uh, with the Triple H entrance music and two water bottles, and I yeah. would. I would chug them and pour them all over my body and yeah. my hair, and then I would do three crotch chops before Salt. stepping into the batter's box. It's all box. about the game. Yeah, well, how you I, play my it. Favorite uh, in a big spot. You know, I kind of tell our guys as a, as a manager. You know, I got your back. You want to do something a little, little, a little edgy, a little zesty. Uh, one one guy, I told him, I said, "You you you do what you want. I I got you. I got you covered." And he turned. Uh, he hit. He hit a big fly, and it, it was a no doubter. And he, and, and he looked at the other bench and gave him the double deuce, two birds. Wow. Oh, wow. And, and, and that, that's the kind of thing baseball needs, you know, just flipping off, go for it. You know, it, it, it would be a lot more popular than, 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 than you think, you know, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Manny Rodriguez or, or whoever hits a home run and turn to the other bench and flip him off. Mm. Did you just make up a baseball name there? Yeah. Well, who, Manny the, Ramirez, he met Manny Rodriguez. Oh, did he mean Alex yeah. Rodriguez? Yeah, there it is, Ramirez. Uh, you know, he hits a, he hits a big fly. That's Randy. And he and he flip. Go ahead and flip him off. Flip off the fans if it's a road game. I feel like you just picked two Hispanic sounding names there and put them together. Yeah. But I don't think so flipping guys. off the fans would be a really solid I, idea I for improving the popularity. You know, I don't of your follow game. baseball. I, uh, here and there, I'll do a you know like a twin stud stable just as a you know out of generosity. But I oh I don't I don't. Uh, it's not exciting enough. I love softball because people people get after it and they they yell and they cuss. Yeah. Hey, how was uh saw your saw your tweet at Randy Vikes sixty nine? You said uh, I have a great date today from E Harmony and I am all smiles. Now you said I have a great date. So have you already been on the date or is it still you still have the date coming up? Which one? Oh, wow, options. <laughs> yeah, that. he told and on, the, on the phone. He told me he had a couple lined up. Uh, there, really? Uh, one one gal. Uh, well, I I won't say her full name. Uh, Vanessa, uh, very nice. And we uh, yeah, that was from eHarmony. And uh, one of my my buddies said a lot of women on there are looking for a little bit more. You know, they're mm-hmm. looking for just a little bit more than than some of your typical sites where you don't pay. So I I ponied up at, for it, and uh, it's been. You know, I've had as the, in the fishing sense, it's been a honey hole. It 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 really has, and uh, uh-huh. I, I I got a spring in my step. Absolutely. When, when you say they're looking for a little bit more, could you elaborate there? Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, you you find out. I mean, you 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 know, you you got to fe- put a feeler out. You know, kind of meet up in person. And uh, th- this particular day, we went uh, to. Uh, um, the uh, ski skis uh, ski zone after Alps, and uh, we we did some runs. And uh, you know, I I don't ski. I'll be the first to tell you, I'm a, not the smallest guy, uh, and uh, it, it wasn't good. But but I I I, I tried. New, she said you got to try new things, 
well, okay, now it's her turn. And, uh, and we'll, we'll do something I want to do next time. And that's, it's called, you know, give and take and the, the push and pull of romance. And, uh, I, I, I have had a really good time. I'll just say that it's been a refreshing to me. What are you going to take her to try and do that? She hasn't done previously, Randy. Oh, well, the bar, the bars are open now. So, uh, you know, she's little COVID dodging, huh? No, she Some COVID she, frogger. Just keep your space. You know, you can pull the mask down and, and do a rumpy or whatever you're going to do. But uh, I've tried this, Randy. It didn't work out well for me. I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I got a pretty good, pretty, uh, pretty good ticker. So I, I'm not, I, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, you got a better that. ticker than Dex Back does. Both, both. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're two and zero on me there. Yeah, yeah but you're nice. a big guy. I mean, there, there's lots of things that could go wrong, Randy. Well, I, I would just suggest, to suggest to those you know who are who are looking uh, for for uh, you know a little romance, give it give it a shot. E harmony. It's a uh, it, it's a little. Uh, they make you do a big uh, like a quiz, but I just Sponsor? kept clicking. I just kept clicking all the first answers, so I I didn't. <laughs> I, I just get through it quick and like then the COVID start, test. They start coming in your inbox. And, uh, you know, so they, they, they said what one of the gals said, oh, you know, you, looks like you also value. I forget what she even said. I value. I said, I pro- probably I don't know what I clicked, but here, here we go. And uh, that doesn't it, seem it, very it, genuine and sincere. How are you supposed you, to make a sincere connection like a, with these women? It's a quiz. You, you know, you're not going to know. All the answers. And, and, well, and so just, I don't think it's a I mean, I, I guess I've never used eHarmony, but like. I'm assuming it's more like they're trying to figure out who you are and what you like. Right. Not they're not quizzing it's pretty, pretty, you. It's all I wear that on my sleeve. I, I like football. Uh, I like you like you know like to get get after it at the bar. Uh, or, football. I, I, like, I, like, I like you know bowling and softball and mocking and 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 if they ask what are your hobbies, I just said them all. That that that's you know and and you know one one gal said I I don't really you know you do what you want to do just as long as you like to cuddle. And uh, and that's fine, you know that that's her hobby. That's fine. My, she she can shop and she can cuddle, and I told her that. And and you know, the most stereotypical you, thing yeah. I've ever heard are, about. A are you woman. more of a more of a little spoon there, Randy? I'm a bigger guy. Uh, well, sometimes bigger guys like to be a little spoon. Well, I I don't know. I it hasn't it hold hasn't, on a second. Oh, it hasn't happened. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. You just said that she enjoys cuddling and shopping. I, Randy, there has to be more. I, we I, we'll find out. You know, we that 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 but that's not Vanessa. That's a different person. But uh, uh-huh. we're, we, that one, I, I hope Vanessa knows about. Okay, Declan. We're going out I, hope, I hope Vanessa knows whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, that you're multitasking a, here, Randy. Okay, a lot of a lot of kissing, a little too much kiss and tell for for my for my appetite. Uh, and really, the the the, the main reason I, I was you know, hoping to kind of run, you know, sort of a, do a little uh, what they call a recu- reckless speculate speculation. Oh. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Sorry. Didn't realize you were yeah. calling for that. Okay. Phil dropped the ball. Reckless speculation. Yeah, you want to do uh, reckless speculation. Here's a good one. Uh, 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 I love you guys were talking about it, and I, 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 I want to get my two cents, and I'm all for the uh, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Jackson uh, thing, and I think that would be a good uh, a good move. And if, if, if uh, you know, if, if – uh, uh, Houston, I don't even know they even have a GM at the moment, but uh, only they just on, yeah they just hired him. Get, yeah. get him on, yeah, get just, him on the. Was that's it why Deshaun Jackson, Desha- yeah, Deshaun Jackson is, is trying to figure well, yeah. out. So if, if he's on the block, uh, 
you know, it, that to me, that conversation is, uh, you gotta be having that, uh, you know, you, you gotta be having that Rick and, 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 and you, you, you gotta get it done. And, uh, if you can get, you know, Jackson for like uh, Kirk and a, a cup, I would do Kirk and I would do Kirk and a couple of firsts. I really, I really would. I would do Kirk and, and a first this year and maybe a hmm. first in two, in two years. Seems like a lot to uh, give up for Deshaun Jackson. No, he's a stud. It, it, he, he watching him play. He's that kind of QB that I was talking about with the, you know, kind of the old, uh, the old high flying days of the eighties. And you can, hmm. you can get that look now in a guy who can, I mean, heck, I'd even trade him Delvin, and I love Delvin. He he makes me snug to watch him play. But I, but if if they said, okay, we, we want a running back, we want Delvin, and we want uh, we want a first and Delvin, and then you know you, you you dump you dump Kirk off to the Niners or whatnot, and you get a guy in Jackson who can really lead the, this offense uh, for a number of years. So it, you know, if you're listening, Rick, I, you better be making that call. And, and, and if he ends up on the Bears. First of all, if he does, I, I take a flyer on uh, on Turbo. But but, oh. if, but if but if he ends up on the Bears, that's a whiff. It's a swing and a, a miss by Rick. You 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 got the capital to make make some moves. You you really do, Rick. And and this this fan base would not be sad to see uh, Cousins go to a different place and do, wish him all the best and kick his ass on the way out because Jackson's a game changer. He's a playmaker and. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to know what, yeah. what you guys think, but I, I gotta go because I, oh. I actually do have a, a Denise is a beeping in here, so I'll, uh, I gotta go. Wow, the, what is beeping? Denise, Denise, you said. said Denise. Denise. Well, which is different from Vanessa. Yeah, right. No, he's so basically he's playing the field. He's playing the field, but it sounds like he's not being truthful mm-hmm. with these gals about mm-hmm. the fact well, that he is multitasking, I which I think might be a problem. I think it's very important to be truthful. And if they ask questions, you should give them an honest answer. But what know? if they get mad about it? Well, then that's on them. That's that's you being a good person telling the truth. You know, you should do that. That's the most important thing to do. Denise might be hurt. Vanessa yeah. might be hurt. A lot of people well, might maybe get hurt. don't ask rhetorical questions. I don't know. One of the two. You got to gotta figure out what you want. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. Listen, a wise man once told me, don't ask the question you're not ready to hear the answer to. It's a- Good piece of advice. Mm-hmm. What would you guys give up for Deshaun Jackson? Oh, Deshaun Jackson? God, I, I mean, he was <laughs> one of the coveted seventh round picks. By or, or, or if you're the twins, what would you give up for Manny Rodriguez? Yeah. <laughs> Circa 2008, a lot. Manny Rodriguez was great in 2008. Oh, man. Yeah, he was. All righty, that's uh, Sandlot, right? Manny Ramirez. Randy, come ben, on. Benny dude. the Jet. I couldn't help myself. Phil oh my. Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Again, this is where perception and facts are going to meet in the middle here. You're going to be perception. I'm going to be facts. Mackey and Judd. Woo! All right. We wrap with Gassy Patrick Royce every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on the show. You can find Royce Unchained every Monday on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. It's Royce's weekly podcast. And he's on Monday Night Sports Talk with Joe Sutre, too. He's a man of many digital platforms. Unfortunately, you could use that gassy Patrick thing almost uh, daily too. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, between the diet coke and other issues, it's uh, it's, it's pretty uh, pretty accurate. You know, actually, we we have conversations off mic a lot about like my ventures with spicy foods and Declan and stuff. What are what what have you in in seven plus decades on Earth? What have you discovered uh, are your off limits foods? Well, I was saying drinks. You haven't drank in forty years, so we're not going to count alcohol. But what what really what really gets your stomach tied up, Pat? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. What you know? 
I always said that Sid's secret of longevity was a was a boiler. He had the great boiler, the stomach. You know, he could. He was still eating spicy sausage at ninety eight. I got a little of that going for me. That as far as foods I don't react well to, I don't know if there are any. But uh, there's foods I won't eat. You know, uh, fruit that squirts. Uh, I don't eat that. Uh, uh, you know. Too many vegetables. I, I don't mind vegetables if they're if they're covered up, you know. And, and you know, like uh, if, if I'll eat carrots if they're in a pot roast. Uh, okay, they're in there. But but just a plain old carrot? Hell no, never. Uh, I'm not a big tomato guy. But as far as I don't have that. There used to be a thing my father made, and the the boys in Fulda made. It was called Graubenwurst. And it was, uh, they used to shoot a deer and they'd trade it to a farmer for a pig. And then they'd take the pig and basically the whole pig and grind it up. And they'd make this sausage that had barley in it and pig and, you know, pork and blood. And you'd fry it. You wouldn't, uh, it would be in a casing, but you'd fry it. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't boil it. Oh, man. Greatest stuff ever. But even as, an, even as an eight-year-old, I couldn't get five minutes away from a toilet if uh, if, if I ate that stuff. That stuff, if they could put it in a bottle, we could we could put all of the uh, you know the uh, various things to uh, assist people when uh, when they're having stomach problems, and this could replace them. It clean you out in about two minutes. <laughs> that that <laughs> sounds like a lot, though, Pat. I mean, <laughs> oh man, I was. My brother and I, after my dad died, tried to duplicate it many times, but we, you know, it, we could make a, a fair uh, example of it, but it was never the same. Never the same. It was, uh, it was, we used to have it in our basement in, in a big vat. He'd be making it downstairs in the basement. I go down there and eat it with my hands when I was a little kid before it was cooked, you know, so. Uh, it was the greatest, but I, I don't know if anybody makes it anymore. Hey, so, Pat, Pat. Hey, hey, Pat, good good to, to see that Sid finally, finally got awarded something. After all these yes. years, he passes. He finally gets that, that cherished Sports Writer, Sports of, the Writer of the Year award. His arch rival, Charlie, won it about 20 years in a row when Sid was alive. And then uh, Chip's been winning it the last two or three years. And poor old Sid had to wait to a hundred. But as I said on Twitter, I'm very, I'm upset about this. I think he had an unfair advantage this year in the, uh, in the voting. Don't you? Stop the count. Stop the yeah, voting. Stop the count. Stop the stop voting. The steal. <laughs> stop I the think, steal from Royce. I, I think Jeff <laughs> gave him an unfair advantage. I, I, I'm, I'm protesting. I'm protesting. People always get, get people always get soft and sympathetic when someone dies. You know, it's just yes, they do. Yes, they do. As I as I said about all those Sid columns I wrote, I wrote four in a week. And I said I enjoyed. You know, it was fine writing that stuff, but having those stitches removed from my tongue was a little difficult. I had about an eight stitch cut in there for biting my tongue. When I wrote those columns. <laughs> for four days but uh now now the honors keep pouring in there were people who were upset that sid didn't win the star tribune sports person of the year award really 
yeah, I got all kinds of, I got uh, Twitter responses and comments. Should have been sick. They put out a book on him, okay? He has a statue downtown Minneapolis. A, a, I think yeah, he's fine. A book, a special section, and a statue's and enough. About three press boxes named after him. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's multiple <laughs> press boxes named after him. But uh, that wasn't enough. They wanted to give him one last. And I, somebody tweeted to me, you know, was many of the tweets were, uh, I thought Sid was going to win. And I, my response was, so did he, or he wouldn't have left. <laughs> uh, Pat, oh. your your thoughts on Liam Hendricks becoming a $50 million man with the Chicago White Sox. I had heard a rumor they were going to sign him, and I didn't believe it, but man, alive. Right now, they're 12 or 13 games better than the 25 team. Don't they're they're better. I mean that that's so yeah. so you're I think the Twins are I still think the Twins are 88 to 92 wins if they if they get Cruz back, but the White Sox might be a 100 win team, so. The White yeah. Sox might be the American League favorites. When yeah. You, you know, they got better starting pitching on paper than the Yankees do, right? Yeah, their and, their uh, offense is ridiculous. Yeah, I uh, you know, Houston's obviously not what they were. Uh, a, a B, the National League is much stronger than the American League right now. They keep losing. The the you know the American League keeps losing star players to the National League, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the White Sox might be the favorites now. They've disappointed them themselves in the past, that's for sure. Refresh my memory. Who'd they end up naming as Manny? Oh, Tony. Tony. That could screw it up. Yep. Yeah. Well, how could I forget that? Tony, I, my goof him up because I'm Tony. Because I'm Tony's age, I wasn't able to forget that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the one guy that can – you know what? They're going to hand Tony this ball club, and somehow Tony's going to want to take credit for what's going on with them instead of having the – you know, Tony's a raving egomaniac uh, in his own uh, subtle way, and uh, he'll, he could screw it up, I guess. He could probably screw it up. So, A.J. Hinch, I, Pat. He he was right there. Yeah, poor AJ. You could have had this club. You end up with five. Yep. Bad trade, AJ. Bad trade. But uh, I don't know. I'm really curious about Cora, though, aren't you? Yeah. How that's going to work in Boston? Because he doesn't have a very good club there. I mean, they're they're not they they're not very good right now. So it'll be a, they think the changing managers is Cora is going to bring the magic back. Not with that collection. Do you, do you think so that the, the twins are watching the White Sox just like they traded for Lance Lynn, they added Liam Hendricks, and now last year I think it was late in January the twins signed Josh Donaldson and made that big splash, and they added Kent Maeda, so they they can still do things this off season. But um, do you think they bring Cruz back? Do you, do you think do you think Jim Polad wants to keep the payroll under a hundred million? What, what's your What's your read on the temperature of the room over there right now? I think they're getting Cruz to take 12 or 14 for one year with a $2 million buyout, and he's hoping that the National League has a DH and he can get a two-year deal, don't you think? Probably. That's what what I'm hoping. But I don't know. If I have Nelson coming back, I want him to come back happy, don't you? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's part of his asset is he's, he's good in the room. You know, he's, you know, everybody loves him and you don't want, 
you don't want him to say, you know, I, I'm beat up. Because he'll get beat up. You know, I mean, he's he's going to be aches and pains guy at that age and that body. And, you know, if you're not playing for his, if you're, if you're, if you were forced to take a contract you don't want, I, I'm wondering if the motivation to play that day is going to be as strong as it has been in the past. I mean, he, he ripped up his wrist, and we thought he was never going to play again. He was in a lineup 48 hours later, so that's the guy I want. I don't want a guy who's not happy with you. No, and I, I, don't, I guess I don't really know, like, what's the downside in just giving him a two-year contract? Okay, let's say he, he flames out. I mean, it's not a 10-year deal. I just think it's worth the risk. He's been so good the last two years. It's worth the risk. Yeah, and popularity-wise, that's for sure. But they really got to do something about the bullpen, too, don't you think? I mean, they that was strength number one of that club, basically, uh, last year. Uh, Rogers wasn't what he was, what he had been, but still, in in a time when the bullpen's never been more important than it is now. How many guys are gone? Three or four, right? May gone, Romo why gone, Clipper. Like why did, I mean, I'm not a big Whistler fan, but, you know, the guy's ERA was zero. Why, why did they let him go for no money? It's, no. Uh, it was really weird. And now they're, I suppose they think those guys, yep. you know, that those guys that they can tell to throw a slider 80% of the time are around there for 800,000 instead of 1.6 million, but I just don't get it. Exactly. I, I don't know what's going on with them, but they, right now they have done zero. College football, Roycey. Oof. That, that game again last night. It's predictable to us. It's boring. I mean, there's got to be, there what would have has Devontae, to be something else here to fix this thing. What Smith's totals been if he didn't have to leave at halftime? Yeah. He's twelve. Would have got 24, 24 passes. Yeah, he would have. I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, embarrassing. It, uh, I mean, it was just a track beat. Uh, everybody, I've been saying this on Twitter. Everybody who laughed at Notre Dame, what did they? Why did they get to go? They held that team to thirty-one points and a four hundred and thirty-seven yards and twenty-four first downs. These guys. Going into the fourth quarter, what would they end up with? 600 and some, and they were way over 500 after three quarters when they pulled the dogs in. It was uh, it was an embarrassment. I, I don't know. Uh, as I say, uh, you know, Texas, congratulations on on hiring Sarkeesian because he's obvious, obviously an uh, offensive genius that he can get something out of Najee Harris and Devontae Smith. Yeah. Right? <laughs> It is funny because I saw a lot of people lauding this, like, oh, the play calling and the scheme. It's like, <laughs> play calling. he got him Come on a linebacker, now. a matchup yeah. with a linebacker. Sark is a genius. Come on now. Yeah. Sark's going to go to Texas and do what everyone else does at Texas now, which is for the most part fail. Go nine and four and get fired. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it was that odd hire, man. You know, because when they fire him for 20 minutes, you think, oh, they must be having Urban Meyer. You know, he must have said he'll come to take the job. What's the urban rumor now? Jacksonville? Jacksonville. And it, and it sounds like he wants $12 million a year or something. Wow. Yeah, well, he, uh, you know, he, that, would, that would be a mistake. 
He ne- he never took the uh, NFL plunge, did he? He was, uh, he's, nope. He didn't. I like Nick and stuff. But nope. This Nick. That this could be Nick's best team, don't you think? I mean, they aren't great defensively, but this this could be the best of them. It's, it's the way the, the way that he reacted. Yeah, so you can kind of tell sometimes by his reaction. He's won seven national titles now, and after most of them, he's still very gruff in the post game because he's like still mad yeah. about the way that they played, yeah. or he's focused on recruiting. And last night, he was just happy as a clam. He was, he was tearing up at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that uh, he's allegedly a devout Catholic. He should go to confession. <laughs> for, having, for having that, putting that team on the field with a bunch of how does it? I mean, it's in the, it's going to be interesting in this transfer era when you could just leave. If you know the the Alabama guy who has to be, I mean, that running back last night that they put in when the other guy got hurt. Did you see him? Whatever his Miller or whatever his name was. Yeah, he's like. 225 running people through people and he doesn't get to play. Yeah, well, I mean, think about think about was was it the national title game a few years ago where Jalen Hurts gets benched in the first at that halftime and they and they, and they bring in their backup winds up being Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. They bring in their backup in the second half of a national championship game because they can. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Are those guys going to be sophomores and say the hell with it? Transfer no, rules now, Pat. Just walk. Huh? Transfer what? rules now. J- just walk That's and go I'm play. Yeah, starting, you're right. Supposedly next month you're gonna they're gonna have the one free one rule. That every the, the one this year is gonna be permanent. That you can transfer once. Yeah, and that and then you can transfer again as a graduate, but you get one free transfer, and that's gonna change. That's gonna change a lot of things. PJ. Boy, so can you? you can, Tuscaloosa, you can be, just you, go hang out there. You can find ways to recruit. Other teams' players would be great. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh yeah. It's going to be uh, the FBI is going to be having to recruit uh, that now. Do you know what? I was Judd and I were talking about this the other day, Phil. When you end up with two different recruiting periods every year, the transfers and the and the and the high school seniors, they're just they're just going to forget it. The infractions committee, they're just going to have to, you know, somebody's going to have to be. Handing a kid, a, going in a bank, handing a kid a bag full of cash and have it on videotape for anybody to ever get caught anymore. Yeah. It, you're, it's going to be an open season. There's, there's The NCAA is basically washing their hands of the cheating, I think. So. Yeah, I agree. Well, they should. Let them cheat. Yeah, it's more fun. That's right. Let them do steroids, the, too. The good thing is, not only <laughs> starting next year, Devontae Smith not only will go to Alabama, but he'll get to sell his own image. You know, that's going to happen. You know, you, you'll be able to make money. So where are you going to make more money if you're a great player? Alabama or Minnesota? Correct. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean. That's, but we'll that's, take the scraps, the backup kids. We'll take them. Yeah, and it, it, Chip wrote a column again today about the 18 playoff, and that's fine. It's not going to save the outcome. Right. But if if you want to go to a six, eight or sixteen team playoff, then we got to cut down these secondary bowl games to twenty instead of fifty, don't you think? Yes. I mean, I mean that's you can't you can't compete with a 
with a three or four round playoff and still have these dumbass bowl games and expect us to, to take any interest in them at all. Agreed. I love that idea. Agreed. The secondary bowl games stink anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what Matthew Collar said. No, I know. <laughs> Just I know. Uh, Pat, we... I, was, I had a couple of talks with uh, Collar. He's got Bill's fever, baby. I bet. Oh, does he really? He grew up a Bills fan, right? Oh, I think he bailed on him. His Bills are... Uh, Bills know, envy, for I, sure. I was talking to Craig Bull today, the Wyoming coach, about Josh Allen. What uh, I mean, this guy was completing fifty four percent of his passes two years ago, and now he's like this monster. How they fix that, Roycey? I think patience, which you don't see much in the NFL now. If if a if a if a guy comes in and he stinks in the first year, yeah, he can't play. Get me somebody else in here, and they 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 believed in him, and now they got him. You know? Yeah, we got to run, but uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow, sir. All right, Jeff. All right, Pat. That is Rappin' with Roycey. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays on the show. And uh, you can find Roycey Unchained with Judd every single Monday on uh, Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. And we will see you guys. By the way, Purple Daily, another episode of How to Fix the Vikings today. So we're doing two of those at least every single week until we officially fix them, which might take longer than this offseason. But uh, check that out, too. Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd are the uh, the two shows every day that we are producing here. Plus, Royce Unchained and The Scoop with Doogie, all part of scorenorth.com. See you guys. Oh, by the way, a shout-out, too, before we go. Our friends at Corona are giving us the ultimate tailgate experience to give to you guys. Sweepstakes will award six winners with a Corona game day prize pack valued at over $3,500, including a 70-inch TV, Wireless surround system, football furniture. That's right, football furniture. Football furniture. And much, much more. You can enter and see rules and all of the things at gamedaywithcorona.com. That's gamedaywithcorona.com. Must be 21 or over, live within a 40-mile radius of Minneapolis. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes subject to change. Enter by January 18th, 2021. And uh, remember, Corona Beer is imported by Crown Imports Chicago, and I relax responsibly. Football. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.